no more power to me. And David is too wise for taking captives. Ahimeon and the Jehovahites and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him because the soul of the people were grieved, and every man for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathur the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake him? And he answered him, saying, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and what thou fail, recover all. Uh, for a few minutes this evening, we're going to uh, come from a word of can we recover? Can we recover? Uh, unfortunately, this message uh, and this title has many dimensions. Uh, if you are not careful and you pay attention to the news, it looks like this country and this world has gotten to a point that we can't recover from. Uh, we don't even recognize what normal is anymore. Uh, and if any of you guys are students of the gospel, you know that uh, we seem like we're in trying times because the truth is so hard to find. Uh, it seems like the liar is taking over and uh, making a mockery of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ whom we call the truth, the way and the life. Uh, if we go further and begin to look in our churches, it seems like folks have been taken captured and snatched up and we look around and uh, seem to be a whole bunch of empty pews and a whole bunch of spots to where there used to be folks at and uh, folks have gone away, folks have moved, folks have gone on to see the Lord and uh, it seems like we are in a state of distress. Uh, and the other part about this is we dare not think about our homes and think about the situation that we are really dealing with to where our young men and our young daughters have been snatched up and taken captive uh, by the things of this world. There's some things that are going on in this world that makes us just want to be in distress and to sit down and cry. David found himself in this situation, and I, I seem to empathize with David because in the previous chapter, it seems like he was doing what he should have been doing in the name of the Lord. While he was out there fighting his own battles, running for his own life, trying to do things just to survive, climbing through tunnels, fighting and killing folks, hiding from Saul, acting crazy every now and then, he left his wife and his children at home. Uh, only to come home and found out that everything had been burnt down. His kids and his wives had been taken and snatched up. And it hurt him so bad that this man, who would have been the most powerful warrior of God, couldn't do nothing but lay down and weep and cry. Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, you don't act like you're tough when you come to church. But the reality of it is, is that Saturday afternoon, you got the phone call from the jailhouse trying to do all you can to encourage your kids to keep their heads up while they locked up. Uh, uh, Friday night, you had to take some food to the kids, uh, to the girl's house who got kids, and she's struggling trying to take care of herself. Uh, and she doesn't seem to understand what's real and what's not real because the devil has snatched her mind because all they know 
how to do is to be Instagram famous and do what they call 420 these days. Don't shame everybody. You know what's going on. Uh, and it seems like we all are wrapped up in this state of captivity. Uh, and what hurts my feeling about all of this is that David had no choice but to just break down and cry. Uh, so there are some things in this life that are going to occur to you that are going to hurt you so bad that you will begin to weep uncontrollably. See, I know we try to act like things are all good and come to church and lift up our heads and say, thank you, Jesus. And try to lift out the positive and lift out the things that are going good. Well, I guess we feel good because it didn't rain today. I got to be happy because I'm alive and awoke in my right mind. But deep down in our spirit, we are weeping and crying so bad because we think that all things have gone so bad that they are out there so far and the enemy has such a hold of them that we will never get them back. I like this because uh, uh, it starts touching at the heart of what manhood is really about. And, uh, if y'all know what I'm talking about, the problem that we have in the church and the problem that we have in the world today is uh, we are having a manhood crisis. Uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of these things we dare not touch on in church, but uh, the reality of it is that we are having a manhood crisis. Uh, uh, that these men and these children have been snatched up and taken at such a young age uh, that they have never grown into maturity and truly know what it is to be a man. Uh, they were raised without a father in the house. They were raised without a father figure, being a grandfather or uncle or a brother or somebody to show them what it means to pull your pants up and put a belt on. Uh, to show them what it means to keep your hair cut high and tight. Uh, uh, to show them what it means to stand tall and, and to be a protector and a lock provider. But, but now we grow up with some of these folks that don't understand anything about responsibility and it makes us weep because it's not their fault. It's because they have been snatched up and taken captive and, and now they find themselves in this weary land. I'm going somewhere with this, y'all, because the question now is, can we recover? See, I look at these folks and we look at them every day. You come to church and you pass by them on the street and you don't even attempt to help them because you say they're too far gone. See, they're talking to themselves right now. They don't even know how to spell right on that Hardboard. So we just gonna lead them along and maybe the police will pick them up now and then. Uh, then when you go and try to talk to the folks in your family, uh, they just don't even have good common sense because you're talking to them about the ABCs of life and, and they responding to you with the DEFs or what's going on in the hood. And my message is just not preaching them. And you ask yourself, can we ever recover? That there's this problem here. And, uh, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but remind me of the story that happened in Genesis 38. Uh, Y'all know the story of Tamar, right? And uh, uh, this one man named Onan, his brother had died. And according to the rules and customs of that day, uh, when some, your brother died and he didn't have a seed, uh, you had to step in and marry his wife and make sure that you gave him a son so his name and his bloodline would continue. Uh, so Onan went in there and 
knew his brother and wife, his sister-in-law. But when it got time for him to do the deed, the Bible says he spills his seed on the ground. The Bible reels all. And nothing missed. And he spilled his seed on the ground. And that's what we are dealing with today is that there's a whole bunch of these half men out there that are just male that want all of the benefits of life. But they don't want none of the responsibility. See, you're going to give the pleasure and the enjoyment of that part of the covenant, but he really didn't want the child and the responsibility that came from it. And now we find ourselves walking around in a world to where we got a whole bunch of males in gender, but no real men to go out and fight the battles that need to be fought in this world. And so now we are left in this system to where mama needs to raise this boy the best way he can. And the problem with that is when he has to get up there and fight like a man and deal with some stuff going away, only a man can, no disrespect to women, y'all. But now he responds in a female manner. And then he begins to break down and cry when he needs to be standing up and fighting. Oh, that's old, okay. See, y'all experience it every day. That's why these young men walk around frustrated. The world is against me. Uh, every time the police see me, they want to uh, take me away and lock me up. But uh, now they get emotional, all caught up in their feelings because they hadn't learned how to endure anything. Because Mama did the best she could, and all she know how to do is when he cry, do something to make him stop crying. When he hurt and sad, do something to make him feel better. But the reality is, is every now and then in this life, you don't have to figure out how to encourage yourself. Do I respond in a way that it means to be a man in the street? Or do I respond in a way that it means 
need to be a man in the house of God. And right now, I think that is exactly when the situation begins to change. See, David encouraged himself not only to himself, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And when he encouraged himself in the Lord, something said, David, you got to pray. See, he prayed at a moment where he had no power back. See, he prayed at a moment when he was at his last breath. And it was his last hope. He had no one else to call on. So he said, I think I ought to call on the name of the Lord. So he found himself in this situation to where uh, he had to call and inquire on the Lord. Uh, ask the Lord if he would bless him and do something in a special way. Uh, and, and I like this thing because God answers him immediately. Uh, I don't know if the text means that the priest answered him or God answered him, but he called and he called on the Lord and he, he was real, real with him. Uh, he, he didn't come there with all of these preludes and preludes and oh my God, thank you for being so awesome and wonderful. He just had enough energy to say, Lord, should I go pursue him and take after him or should I not? And God responded in kind. He said, pursue after them for surely you should overtake them and without fail, we'll turn them off. So you got to ask yourself, Lord, should I go after my kids and do exactly what I need to do? Lord, this time, should I go snatch them out of fire? Is it time for you to get them? So now you're going to understand why I read the Ephesians chapter 6. See, there is a mystery in this gospel. And there's a mystery in this thing that says that somewhere in the midst of your prayer, somewhere in the midst of your hope, you got to have a redeemer. And while Daniel was encouraging himself, his two wives and kids were sitting there. And they were asking themselves a similar question. The question they were asking is, can we make it out of this? And they snatched us up. And they killed not one of us. So that means that they don't have good intentions for us. They don't make us slaves. They make us prostitutes and pimps. They change our definition of what reality is. They don't have to wrapped out here in the world all day long. But they kept saying, can we make it out of this stuff? And the Bible never moved to them. But somewhere in my sanctified imagination, I can hear one of them. My daddy gonna be here any moment when my father shows up. All hell's on break. I got that you don't know what to do. I don't even think you're but still you can call on his name. And his name is Jesus. I still you can call on him. And the fact he is the mystery, the mystery he is.
right situation. The answer is simple. Do you have hope and faith to hold on to Jesus? See, he says he is a kinsman redeemer. See, that's what this whole land will be come to. There is a kinsman redeemer. And that picture and that image kept showing up through the Bible over and over again. And so now what you got to ask yourself, you got to begin to bring that mystery into your prayer life. See, that, that, see that's where Ephesians 6, he said, you got to put on the whole arm of God. See, that's what y'all don't get that thing. This ain't just for looks. Uh, this just ain't for taking pictures and posting them on Snapchat and on Facebook. He says you need to get yourself prepared, ordained in the armor and ready for battle. See, because Paul in this moment, while he was given this message, he was locked up in chains already. See, he was writing a letter to the Ephesians, and he was born in his spirit. And he said, I will not allow this here church to shake, crumble, and fall. So he said, let me explain to you what's really going on. There is power in the name of Jesus. He said, if you just call on his name, and tell me that a legion of angels in heaven will mount up and begin to fight your battles for you. So you ask yourself, can we really recover? It ain't after if we can. It's just how long is it going to take for my father to show up in the house? He gets through this. And he goes on and he confesses his, his subconscious. And I'm sorry, I told my Bible a little too soon. And David goes on and on. In verse 18 it says, And David recovered all that the Ammonites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them. Neither small nor great. Neither son nor daughter. Neither spoil nor anything that had been taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herd which they had drove before them and all the cattle. And then and said, this is David's fall. I'm going to go and cut through the story. See, now David had recovered everybody. Recovered his sons, his daughters, his wives, and all the spoil of the law of uh, the war. Uh, then there was another argument that took place in the camp. Uh, because if you read the word careful, there was some men that decided not to go. Uh, there, there were some men that decided not to go. They, they stayed back in the camp. Uh, and Bishop gave the excuse of, uh, we got to watch the gear. Well, everything valuable to you had already been snatched and taken. Uh, so this gear shouldn't have meant nothing. Uh, so now they decided that they wanted some of the spoils in the victory of war. Uh, now this is where the real man who shows up. Because David had to make a decision one last time. Do I respond as a warrior and say you don't get nothing because you fought for nothing? Or do I respond as the king of God that I represent right here? And David inquired unto the Lord again. And somewhere in there he said I shall recover it all. And so now he began to divide the spoil amongst all the folks. Even the ones that fought and even the ones that didn't fight. And this what he figured out right now is I don't need all of y'all to fight this battle. I just need a few good men. You got to learn what it means to be a real man in the house of God. You got to learn what it means to take your real place of authority. I'm not talking about all this uh, global 
deliver you from stuff. I'm talking about going home and learning to lead your family in prayer. I'm talking about teaching them who God is and what He stands for. I'm talking about teaching them what it means to be a man that lives a life according to the will and the plan of God. The one that says, I shall watch you and bless you. All you have to do is call on my name. Or do you want to teach them how to respond like Ray Ray and them and get strapped up with all of that stuff? Well, y'all, you out there fight with guns. I'm going out here and fight with the word of God. And I said to his other this I just need a few good men that are willing to go the extra mile that are willing to understand I will not allow the enemy to play with my children any longer. I'm not even going to think about what the devil is doing to my wives. I got to get mad enough. I got to get frustrated enough to stand up and fight back and realize that not only shall I recover all, I'm going to snatch back what's mine and what's his. And now I get to get everything the devil took back from me. I'm going to take what it took from me when I was a child. I'm going to take what it took from my grandpa and my grandpa. I'm going to take what it took from my ancestors. I'm not playing no more right here, y'all. I've got the word of God on my side. I'm already warmed up and sooner. And the Spirit of God said I can't lose. And right now is where I get mad and upset with the devil. Not because I got my kids back. But now I'm going to trust you right now. It shouldn't even been in the mix. And you would have been on beating up with here. God said you should have wiped them off the map a long time ago. So this ain't the time to be merciful. You need to kick the devil out your house. Get him an actual church.